0: All right. I'm going to be honest. The hardest thing about, you know, finding your love, your wife or whatever uh, early in life is that I feel like I never got a chance to find my own identity.
1: I think the other aspect to that is when you you don't realize how many identities you start to take on as you go through life over time. You know, Um, there's the identity of a girlfriend, a mother, a wife. And then especially when you're an entrepreneur in a business, I think there's so many identities that we start to take on that you start to lose yourself in all of your titles.
0: Well, let's unpack it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What's going on everybody, we your host Malcolm and Brittany Garrison and you're listening to Let's Talk About It.
1: Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials.
0: As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions.
1: And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it.
0: Let's talk about it. Yeah, all right, so uh, we're back for season two. We are back. Season two. How did you like season one?
1: I think season one was incredible. I mean, from, you know, just the response alone of the content that we were putting out mm-hmm. um, as a collective and just the refreshing responses that we were getting from people, um, people that know us, people that don't know us, people that are just, you know, hearing about us for the first time. Uh, just the, the responses. I'm excited to continue to build a community. I mean, how do you feel about it?
0: Uh, I think season one was dope. We, we went through a lot of, you know, one, self-discovery, yeah, um, but also uh, a lot of healing as well.
1: No, for sure. <laughs>
0: Especially uh, in the last two episodes. How'd you mom, like those? Oh, uh, man, I loved it.
1: When uh, we were momming AF.
0: Yeah. Shout out to my sisters. That episode um, was phenomenal. Uh, I loved the transparency.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And uh, the stories was, was was wild. I mean, so there's still very people captivating. Like
1: literally talking about it like now. Um, yeah. And... I think that's what excites me the most about season two is just being able to continue to open up boxes and helping people start to have conversations that they otherwise wouldn't have had or they might want to be having, but there's no guidance on how to lead those conversations, you know? Right, right.
0: No, I completely agree. Uh, That's why, you know, season two, uh, we only going up from here. Oh, of course. A lot more conversation, a lot more topics.
1: And thank you guys too. I definitely want to say thank you to everybody who's like you know been tapped in with us, who's um, sharing everything, all the reviews, all the ratings, um, all yes. the subscribers, the people that you know you just told a friend, and you know now they're being able to tap into. So we just want to say thank you to everybody who is uh, tuning in and everybody who will start listening from here on out.
0: Yeah. No. So like I said in my saying, well, you mm-hmm. know, um, I feel like you know meeting you was the best thing that ever happened to me. But I True. also met you so early in life that I feel like, you know, we, we spent all our 20s, you know, together. Yeah. So where I feel like the 20s is like the most detrimental time you probably have to kind of start finding who you are mm-hmm. and your identity in the world and what you do, Um, we kind of had to do that together. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing, but I also feel like I probably – Missed out on learning who I was outside of being in a relationship.
1: I think we're literally just starting that process. And I I mean, we've been together almost a decade. And I feel like we're just now starting the process of learning who we are outside of each other. Um, I think it was easier in college when we had, like, different activities, but we were still built at that point, you know, unknowingly building something together. And, you know, even right. <laughs> even when you talk about, like, when you get in relationships so early, when I really track back, even before being with you, like, I was with somebody when I got to college. So you're talking about 17 because mm-hmm. um, I turned 18 once I was a freshman in college. So you're talking about being with somebody 17 Um, that relationship ended shortly after I got back to school. Um, and then I think I got into another one not too long after that, 18, 19, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm in that relationship till I'm 20 years old. Right. And so you're talking about literally since I've been 17, I've been in a relationship. So there wasn't really a lot of alone time to, decide and figure out who bernie is but i think that was one of the reasons why when you were asking me out Mm -hmm. i was being very cautious about it i was being intentional about that because i knew i hadn't spent that much time you know by myself and really after my last relationship one of the things that i said you know thank god god didn't listen to me but i was like i don't want to do this no more i don't want to be with nobody else until i'm like 27 which would have been like three years ago, which is crazy. I wouldn't, I mean, but imagine if we met three years ago. And literally, I said that in September, I met you in January. You know what I mean? And so, um, because I felt like I needed that time, that space to really start to discover myself and figure out who I am. But I don't think it's necessarily a terrible thing to learn yourself with someone either. Yeah, no,
0: I don't think it's terrible to learn yourself. I think we, we did a lot of learning of ourselves, but I think how I see it is, who was I before I met you, you know? Mm-hmm. I was young, kid, you know, basketball player, mm-hmm. um, you know, and was really, really uh, into fashion around that time. Yeah. I was into that. Uh, but as far as professionally, there was no identity there. Like, what was I going to do professionally? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Um, I didn't, you know, and I, I just feel like that time from 20 to 30, if we had met at 27, right? mm mm-hmm you would probably be into your way so to speak like mm-hmm. into your career or whatever it is and i would have been too what would that look like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. w- would that actually bring more problems you know would it have brought more problems to to try to come together yeah uh those are things you think about but i also you know i also think about like okay we built uh things together we built everything together in our 20s and sometimes you may feel like okay I didn't have a break like you. You said from seventeen to now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you kind of always had somebody. Yeah. Uh, so, do you feel like you ever had that chance of kind of getting to know yourself? What does Brittany like? What does
1: uh, I literally Brittany, like, like? I to said do? I feel like I. I feel like we're at that place now, going into our thirties, where we're having to look at those things. Like when we when we separated in business. <laughs> When we parted ways in regards to um, business, well, you know, then we went back into business to get together, just different businesses. But I think that was one of those first moments where we had to really start to be intentional about, yo, what are, what are you doing and what am I doing? What are we doing? Um, even with the podcast originally, it was just supposed to be me, you know, mm. um, because we felt too, it was like attached at the hip. And it's not that it's a bad thing, it's just... I do have to find myself outside of my relationship. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, one of those things, where I talked about on in my soundbite of like identity issues can, well, I don't even want to call them issues, but those identity, um, those identity things where you're starting to attach yourself to names, labels, um, people, you know what I mean? And I think that was one of the things in, in a defining moment where it's like, okay, once we had Caden, I went from a wife to a mother Mm-hmm. Am I only going to continue to be identified by the titles that I have, right. which even translated now to me in business having questions about who I was and what is it that I do and how can I uh, – what are the things that I can do was based off mm-hmm. of me realizing that it's like – because cause people can't – I think it's not even just yourself. By It's not even just you. It's It's also what people – identify you as too because think about when we first started like when i was pregnant and you were traveling i wasn't there or if i was somewhere and you're not there it's like people oh where where's the better half where's Where's your other half it's like you can't even be by yourself exactly so people don't
0: uh, people don't see you for just you anymore no you know yeah
1: which is not a bad thing because we are a representation of each other but i think that's where the identity is not only with just yourself it's also with what people are starting to say to you you know what i mean because now it's where's the baby at
0: yeah, that's true. Like you know, they call you, but where's the baby? Okay.
1: Or even if we remember the first time we went out of town without Kaden, and we went to a business conference, and we're like, where's the baby? It's like, where's your baby at home? Okay, mine too. Like, what's <laughs> <you> me? <mean?" laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like now people attach you to what you're doing, or who you are, or this new chapter of your life. And so, um, yeah.
0: Why do you feel like millennials, and and I I think people in general, not just millennials, but I feel like. Like they're struggling to find their own identity, and why do you think that is?
1: I think it's literally because of social media. One, um, I think it could be childhood. It could be trauma. It could be. Um, it could also be what you thrive off of. What do you mean? Okay, so let's start with childhood. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Think about the kid that like grows up in a household where somebody's always calling you stupid. Mm. You've now taken on the identity that. I'm just stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's not always stuff that happens to you. It's not always just, you know, anything. Sometimes it's what's given to you that you now take on. You know what I mean? Um, I think the second thing I said was what? I said um, childhood. I said.
0: Yeah, you said childhood, (laughs) um, but also what people label you as. What
1: people label you as.
0: But I mean, I, I feel like people are are struggling for a sense of purpose. I think a lot of oh, it has I said to do with social purpose. media. Yeah, social media too.
1: Social media because uh, social media in particular because now you're trying to find mm-hmm. your identity and what other people's identity is. Yes. Right. So now when I'm looking, Absolutely. or you know, there's one thing to be inspired by somebody, but it's another thing to now want to be them. Think about those people, you know, that if you're a lookalike, you know, now I'm taking on this person's identity as if I'm them because yeah. I'd rather be them based off of who they are, or what they do and what people see them as. And that's why I said the other thing is what you recognition, right? So for me, one of the things like in my self-discovery place is like understanding with my people pleasingness. as we talked about a lot, of, a lot about that in season one and understanding that I'm a people pleaser. It's now knowing that I can't wrap my identity up into what I want to get back from what I do.
0: You said you can't wrap your, you can't wrap what you do? You said it won't so it's happen?
1: like, when you think about when I, I, I was having a conversation the other day and, and when I was talking to the individual, um, I understood that a lot of my toxic trait was ba- going to be based off of what people praised me for. And so sometimes you're taking on identities based off of what you want to receive back from the world. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, how do people? What do people accept me for? Am I the? I'm the. Re, I'm the reliable Brittany. You know what I'm saying? I'm a reliable friend. I. It's. It really took doing this podcast and and just the self discovery that we've been doing uh, over the last couple months for me to realize that the reason why I was going so hard and being such a people pleaser also comes from what happens when I am that. What do people say mm-hmm. about me? How do they praise me? How do they pat me on the back? And you know, for some people, they won't. They won't say this. You know what I'm saying? Most yeah. people won't talk about how that makes you feel, you know what I mean? And that I love it.
0: <laughs> you love that. But because Is it I, the attention or the recognition? It's
1: all of it. Okay. It's all of it. But it's in understanding that it was all of it that now I understand where I have to place boundaries not only on people but on myself. Mm. I oh, have gosh. to be intentional about motive. You know what I mean? Um, because I know some of it comes from what you know, all of that that I just talked about. And a lot of people won't say that. No. That's what you know, I'm wrapped up in my 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 job title, because people know me as somebody who's lit people know me as somebody who's successful, and they talk about my successes and when they introduce you know what I'm saying like that's where I feel like sometimes your identity can get locked up into something
0: for me i think i was I was struggling to find a sense well not even find a sense of identity, but more so uh understand what my identity is. And I think a lot of it is attached to, like, purpose mm-hmm. um, and, and what am I called to do. Like, what you see me earlier with Darius Daniels, he was talking about that. Like, mm-hmm. what are you called to do mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the season or, or or just in general? Like, I think a lot of us are looking for that. Like, what are we? What am I called to do and what am I supposed to be doing? I, I, used, I, I still do this to this day. I used to pray all the time. Like, Lord, tell me, give me a sign of what I should be doing or what I need to be doing. Yeah. Because... Right now, I feel lost. Right now, I feel like I'm I'm running around in circles. I'm doing a lot of good things, you know, uh, making good money and all this other stuff, but it's not giving me a sense of purpose or fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And I think I struggled with that when we were um, when we were in our last business together. Mm-hmm. Like I, we were having a lot of success and all and all those other things, but I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like I had an identity. Uh, outside of this, I did. I, I think I was. I felt like I was losing my identity too. Mm-hmm. Like, man, who are you right now? Like, like, what do you like to do? What do you like to do? Remember when I told mm-hmm. you that? Like, I can't. You. And I said I, I don't know what I like to do.
1: But I think it was because you started to have that conversation with me that I had to really evaluate the situation as well. But it wasn't because you just said that it was after we had our son and based off of how I was doing things and how I no longer was able to do that because my life has been altered by having a child. It started to make me think. And it's not even about that. I think it's when you're when you're connected to something that you don't own. As an entrepreneur, mm. um, in that sense, you're kind of self-employed to somebody, a contractor, essentially. Um, when you're a contractor to a business, well, the question I started to ask myself, well, what if this goes under tomorrow? God forbid. Like, not that I'm being negative, yeah. but it wasn't about. And it had nothing to do with the company. It had nothing to do with anything but the fact that I didn't know what I would do if that happened because I didn't know who I was outside of it.
0: Mm. So when did you kind of start seeing that my identity is wrapped up in what what I do professionally? Because I My, think a lot of people struggle Yeah, with I
1: it. think it was really, it was based off of um, that comment of like, I need the old Britney. The old, the old, the old. And I started to think about, okay, well, I'm not that person anymore, so now what do I do? And mm-hmm. if somebody asked me what do I do, I didn't have a response outside of that business. I didn't have a response outside of the accolade. If I told somebody my position in this company you don't know what the hell that is right you know what i'm saying and so i'm also i also started to think about well outside of this because it wasn't for everybody everybody doesn't want to learn about trading forex that's just a fact you know what i'm saying everybody doesn't want to learn about investing everybody's not meant to you know what i'm saying there's some people that are meant to pay people to do that for them mm-hmm. um and so when i started to think about that and i kind of came out of a bubble i think that was a thing like When you get on the high Mm -hmm. of building something and when you get in the high of, especially in a career path, at that, I think you can kind of enclose yourself into something to where that's your only focus, which it benefits you. I think that's a major key for all entrepreneurs is that you do have to find something to focus on and focus on long enough to get some sort of success, right? But what happened was now in the success, like you were saying, now that everything has happened – Um, And 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 I was able to accomplish some of the goals that I more than the goals that I actually originally set. Yeah. What else is there? You know what I'm saying? So if if this is like who am I? It it started to be like literally who am I and what do I do? What do I offer the world? If if there was no attachment to this company, what would I do? And the problem was I could never answer the question. And I used to have answers for that. When I was in the music industry, when I was in school, I had a I had a something that I could do. I knew where I was headed. I wanted to work in music business. I wanted to work in music. when I went to my get my masters. It was like, yo, I wanna go into marketing. I wanna help you know what I mean? I had yeah. all those things.
0: You had all those things you wanted to do.
1: But then I got to a point where it was like, I I I don't know. What <laughs> what do I do? Who but it, it wasn't really just the what do I do, it was the who am I that scared me the most. But do you think do you think what we want to do and who we think we're
0: going to be changes as you get older. Absolutely.
1: Like, Absolutely.
0: Like as you start to see the world, as you start to get out get out there into the professional world, you'd be like, uh, I thought I wanted to do this. I well, you had I,
1: hoop dreams. You were supposed to be overseas playing basketball. That you know? is
0: true. You know what's crazy? Because before I met you, I literally, my goal, my sole goal was to uh, play overseas professionally after my senior year, save up enough money, and start a brick-and-mortar business. I didn't even know what business it was. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, my general plan. I, that, that's what I planned to do. And then as I, you know, matured and got older and, and was playing ball and all, all those things, I had to have a real conversation with myself. I said, do I want to do this professionally, mm-hmm. you know? And I had to have a real conversation. I'm like, do I love it enough to wake up at 5 a.m. every day? And and mm-hmm. and do and put myself in training and stuff like that. Do I actually want to do that and, and and make this make a living? Mm-hmm. And the answer was no. That was the first conversation I had with myself about. Okay, if that answer is no, what the hell am I going to do? Exactly. You know what and am so I supposed to be doing? That was you.
1: That was you in college. This was me at twenty nine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where I I'm mean, like, yeah. That's true. What
1: do I do? And then it was like, what? Are, I I was kind of trying to think about. Like, what did I, like you said, what do I want to offer the world? What am I called to do? What are my gifts? What are my strengths? Um, even even looking at the success That had been had in, in that business w- Was looking at well What what was I good at in doing that You know what I mean It wasn't the title it yeah. was and My mom used to always say this to us She was always like It was never the business It was never the company It was already in you yeah. And so when I started to think about Well the fact that it's already in me And I can't figure out What that in me even is Means that I have lost myself In what that was Does that make sense Yeah
0: And I remember she also said Don't pip your gift
1: that? <laughs> she definitely said, "Don't pimp your gift," but you know it took me a long time because now it's like in in building new businesses and and figuring out what my strengths are and and what my gifts are. What I once I've started to lean into, even talking about identity, even talking about losing yourself, even talking about you know not trying to be wrapped up in just being a mother, just being a wife, and becoming a Brittany. Yeah, because literally, like, that's that is the journey that I'm on right now. Is literally just becoming a Brittany, not trying to be anything else, but who. Is she, who is she going to be? Let's, who is she deciding to be? Let's talk that? about.
0: How, there's people out here that, that are probably dealing with the same thing. Yeah. But what if people are going through it? You're in a relationship and people are going through that together at the same time. Oh, that's kind of what we, we, we deal with. <laughs> like literally we were both dealing with that at the same exact time. And it was like this weird feeling like Yo.
1: everything has. Everything was weird because I think. In our whole lifespan together, mm-hmm. we, you you used to always say this when when people used to come to you in business and talk about being couples. You, Malcolm's response is always one is never down. Da- like you're never going to both be down at the same time. Yes, yeah. You always can feed off of each other. Yeah, yeah. In regards to one might be if you're if you're down, the other one be up. If the other one's down, the other one's gonna be up. And you got, you have the opportunity to pick each other up.
0: <laughs> which was the superpower in which being the a couple power. in business yeah
1: which was the superpower so when we were in it together and we're still I mean you know in a state of climbing out yeah you know what i'm saying and i think it's just because like i said your identity continues to shift you know what i'm saying but i think going into 30 one of the things we're very intentional about now especially when you're a couple is we're not just focused on what we can do next we're focused on what's going to be purposeful and what are we called to do so, yeah. we're not just doing like you, you were about to get into government contracting.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So, funny story. So, not a funny story, but a story. In, in I mean,
1: itself. it's still a great industry, nonetheless.
0: It's a no government government contracting is a phenomenal industry and it kind of does kind of serve my personality oh in my a sense, gosh. you know? Yes. It's very to, detailed. To some extent, mm-hmm. to some extent. But I wanted to get directly into government contracting as soon as I pivoted from uh, network marketing. Yeah. And I was in it and I was I was I was learning a whole bunch of different things, even even got up with a mentor. Shout out to, um, you know, Marcellus. And he, he, you know, he has so much knowledge on the information, uh, you know, on the industry and stuff like that. Right. And it's still a great industry for me. I had to I had to take a halt. I had to take a stop. I said, wait a minute. Am I doing something to survive mm. rather than something that I actually want to do? And and feel like I'm being fulfilled and purposeful in, and I had to had that conversation again with myself. Like, is this what you want to do right now, or are you hustling again?
1: Because you know, know? I kept asking you, like, <laughs> so are you uh, bidding on any contracts? Like, that? yeah, and I, had, you like- know,
0: at that time I had bid on a few, but I had already I had already told myself, I'm like, man, I'm in hustle mode. I'm not in the whole purpose of me. You know, and we'll talk about this on another podcast. The whole purpose of me. Taking a step back and and trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what I want was to do something of purpose, to do something that I had never done, which was figure out what should I be doing? Mm -hmm. Asking God, what should I be doing? And I just felt like I was in hustle mode at that time. So I was like, oh, man, I got to take a step back from this. And maybe it'll come back around in a way that serves what I should be doing, actually. Right. And we kind of we kind of see that now yeah i think i think
1: out. when it comes to is it an identity shift you know it what is, I'm saying?
0: i <laughs> i i think i think the re, um, a part of reasons why we have identity shifts or or have identity crisis is what people call it or try to say is because of societal norms people people feel like they should be further ahead than where they are right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on their age especially millennials because we're no longer the young generation anymore.
1: No, we old niggas now.
0: Yeah, we old. We 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 not young anymore. So a lot of people can't even deal with that. Like, wait a minute. I'm thirty three or I'm thirty-five or you know, I'm turning thirty. I should be further along because that's what we were taught. We were taught a whole different uh yeah. set of you know, set of circumstances <laughs> mm-hmm. and expectations than we were ever going to face in our real adult life. You yeah, know what I'm saying? No, that's
1: facts. Because I think, especially with the entrepreneurship, uh, I don't want to call it like a, it's it's not like a, a fad, but entrepreneurship has become more acceptable. Yeah. And so people, and people just want their time. One thing about us, we value time so much. 100%. That it's not just about what I can do for money. It's about what's also going to be, time efficient with my lifestyle um, because I like to do what I want. And I think because entrepreneurship is so glorified right now and everybody wants to be an entrepreneur that you don't realize you're just doing stuff.
0: You're just doing stuff.
1: And you're, and you're not trying to find like our parents, like I think about it like this. Both of my parents have always worked for the government. Okay. So my freshman year, I come home for summer and my father has a government job waiting for me. So, this is where I talked about identity being given to you. So, now mm-hmm. technically, if I would have stayed working there, I started working there in 20, 2011, mm-hmm. right? So, it's 2022. You're talking about literally being on a job for over a decade because it was given to me. So, now I could have taken on this role of being a government worker. I'd probably be making, you know, a quarter mil or something like that on my job with the, you know, all the stuff that I had in the credential. Cadent- cad- yeah the credentials <laughs> <laughs> that um I would have had by then and all that stuff like that but that was given to me that wasn't what I felt like I wanted to do and I feel like when you're a millennial one and when you're in that state of at first it's like what do I want to do but then I feel like you grow to what am I purpose to do
0: do you think the nomadicity of of millennials in and how they're always moving around that plays a part in always tr- having to find a new identity. Like meaning, like our parents wasn't the most mobile people. Like the, you know, like they where, where they lived is pretty much probably where they grew up to. Mm-hmm. And even if not, they stayed there for so many years.
1: Yeah.
0: With millennials, we we kind of up and out. You know, we come and go. And, you know, we'll change locations in a heartbeat. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Do you think, like, that contributes to, okay, I'm in a new location. I'm in a new You can space. reinvent
1: yourself. I think that's what it is. We are the reinvented generation. And mm. that you can go from being, like, if I look at my life right now, right? Uh-huh. I went from being a preacher's daughter. Okay. To a government employee. To relocating. I became a network marketer.
0: Yeah, you did.
1: Right, to now, other <laughs> to be determined. Right, to be determined. No, you know, um, you know, and now I'm a po- now I'm a podcaster. Now I'm a I'm a full time speaker. Now I'm a I'm a um, income strategist helping people. You know, find new ways to make money from their businesses. i yeah. uh, I do a little bit of consulting as well, and so. I feel like there's always this opportunity to reinvent yourself. Oh, my bad. I forgot the music stuff. And so imagine being immersed in music like I was. I have a degree in music. I have my master's in entertainment business. I was working at a studio. And then I found network marketing. And it was just like, oh, yeah, that never existed. Yeah. Because we have the opportunity to truly, like, literally just reinvent ourselves. And I remember having a conversation with somebody when I was, um, I feel like I shared this before, but I was having a conversation with somebody. I started, I was building websites. And this is something I was doing as a kid that I thought was lame. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got into music. And uh, when I got back into doing uh, building websites and stuff like that, I remember telling somebody who was talking about needing a website to start this business. And I was saying, like, I can build you a website. And they were like, yeah, we got to get this website in order for us to. And I'm like, <laughs> I can build you a website. But I can build you a website. But that was the thing. I was The identity that I had was the what you knew and literally said to me, I don't know you to build websites. Why would I hire you to do that? And there's this is where I believe <laughs> which is it is a fair question. But what I what you gotta understand is this is why we have the capability to truly reinvent themselves. Nobody knew me as a businesswoman. Yeah, Everybody right. knew that you had, you know, like Malcolm was the business guy. Yeah. Like you were supposed to do this already. You know, mm-hmm. well, you also went from fashion to now being a businessman. Yeah, you know what I'm 100%. saying. You was making clothes. When I was you making were clothes. Later. Yeah, I was sewing and everything. Yeah. Like you were sewing. Yeah. I remember I bought you a sewing machine for your birthday. It did. You, yeah, girl, you believed I'm, in me. I'm gonna. But listen, one thing, ladies, this is not on topic at all. <laughs> <laughs> but let me say, give him a gym. It, I think one of the, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and we're definitely going left right here, but I I really feel like. One of the keys to a man's heart, one of the keys to a man giving you the world or wanting to give you the world is how much you believe in his vision. Like sometimes I feel like I've believed in your vision more than you believe in your vision. Yeah, sometimes you have, yes. And so, you know, like I feel like it's sometimes as simple. We're trying to figure out, well, what is he thinking? And how do you, you know, what do I have to do? And what does it take for this? And sometimes it's really, have I listened to the little bit that you said? Right, the little small thing that you said when you were talking about your fashion consulting stuff, and I remember, uh, what did I give you?
0: You gave me like a uh, a pamphlet or like a um, style you, book or yes. something like that that I could build a portfolio with.
1: Because you were building, st- I, you were yeah, put I was working together. with people, I was working with mm-hmm. clients
0: and stuff like that. So you allowed me to yeah
1: have a whole pet pam- organize like a whole, myself, a whole. <laughs> Thing That he could take to his meetings to show his clients <laughs> their options and stuff like that um, for when you were sewing, it was buying a sewing machine. And so sometimes, ladies, it's not as much like I think we can get a little bit too far left where it's like, do you really believe in me? Because a man is trying to provide. He's trying to create something. Yeah, it costs um, you
0: nothing to believe in him, but it does. Um, it deposits everything mm. into him. So, uh, no, that's a gym. That's definitely a gym. What I feel like people are where, where they are in life and, and as far as like, you know, dealing with their identity is because of just social media
1: and versus real life, too. True. And you only seeing a part yeah. of somebody's life. Exactly. And now you're, only, you're evaluating.
0: You're completely different online mm-hmm. than who you are in, in real life. And that's when you're fighting between the two. Mm-hmm. You're fighting between this uh, persona or whatever it is because you can you can invent yourself online. That's the thing. You can go that to a true. whole nother place, and you can reinvent yourself online than what your actual real life uh, portrays. And I think that's where people are are really trying to uh, decipher from like, am I this person, or am I really not? You know, and and I think that like even when
1: that. it because even when it came to social media, like when I'm thinking about building new businesses. It's like I want to build them without social media because I don't want it to be based off of what it appears to be. I just I'm just I feel like I'm just not in a place where I, it has to look like something. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because absolutely. I I feel like I've found a sense of self where I'm I'm growing more comfortable day to day with just is this what I want to do? Is this what am I am I doing it? Like I said, motive. I think a part of identity a part of your identity is based off of what your motive is for what you're doing, what you're posting, all the stuff like that. And I think that's where we do get kind of caught up in different identities and identity shifts and crises and trying to figure out who I am because sometimes it's literally me figuring out or me looking at, um, I'm only doing this because I want people to see me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not posting, if I'm if you don't see me on my grind, Dude. then people think I ain't doing nothing. And that's when you see somebody pop out with a post like just because you don't see it, don't mean it ain't happened. It's like, you know, how do we? I guess the question is, how do we become more secure in ourselves to where it doesn't matter what people see? You know what I mean?
0: I think we. Um, I think it starts to being. It starts with being more honest with yourself, where you are. Um, I feel like a lot of us, we portray like we we have it all together. In reality, you probably don't. And it's okay.
1: And you know what another part about it is? I think the other aspect is... I think the other aspect... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I think the other aspect to that is also that I want to make sure that we acknowledge the other aspect to it is back to what people will see. Because a lot of what people are doing and a lot of their identity is wrapped into what others will say, what others will see and what others will think. A lot of our identity ain't even ours because it's wrapped up in the thoughts of what we think other people are thinking. Mm, you know I what I'm you. saying? Yeah. Like I was having a conversation with somebody uh, last week who was really, really incredible what they've been doing and, and their response is, you know, well, I don't really feel like I know enough to feel like I can do that. Based off of what though? You know what I'm saying? The only reason somebody would say something like, I don't feel like I know enough to be able to show somebody anything is because you think that somebody would look at you doing it and say, who does she think she is? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so part of absolutely. that like, whole identity thing is not even based off of us directly. It's based off of what other we think other people are going to think about said thing. You know what I mean? Because I, I was talking to you about this the other day. We were talking about this where you were like, you know, what makes you feel like you can't charge a certain price? And I'm like, because what people are going to pay me to do that? Like people are going to pay and it's like, why do you think they won't? And it's just because the only thing that you know to make big money in was wrapped into somebody else.
0: Yeah, you remember, you remember the other night we had the discussion, and I asked you, I'm like, man, and I, I don't want to see the figure, but I was like, how do you feel that we've made a certain amount of, of money, a substantial amount of money in business, but still feel like we haven't done we anything, ha- we haven't done anything or – or we it's not as valuable. We we don't bring as much value as we probably do. You know, it and we were like, Man, and why haven't we celebrated? We
1: haven't celebrated it because A lot it of the was accomplishments. wrapped Exactly, but it's wrapped into who you think you are. Like who, who why would you be you know what I'm saying? It's like what you hear or what you really conjure up in yourself because most of the times yeah, it, most it's of the stuff that you think people would say or people are thinking is stuff that you're thinking yourself. And so it's really because you don't know who you are and you don't know what you want to offer. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. It's mostly just because you're confused with yourself. Yeah. And because we were confused with ourselves, because we were wrapped up in, in the title, it was like. Our per- ourselves outside of the title, so it's like this is what I mean. Literally, you in title mm-hmm. is like you in character, right? It's like an actor on stage, mm-hmm. and it's not to say like you're not being yourself, but like you're this person. When when I have to show a presentation, when I have to do business calls, when I have to show you my offer, I'm not the person I am at home. Like you know what I'm saying? Cause you imagine me talking dirty. Wait, what? Cause that's what I'm saying. Just taking the
0: left. He's taking.
1: What I'm saying is <laughs> there's a version of me that you have. Yes. There's that I'm not ever going to be in business. Yeah. And so when you're when you put that character on, which is your business character, and I'm pretty sure everybody everybody has a business character for sure.
0: Oh, 100%.
1: But when you put what? on that business character, the person that you are, especially when you're doing self work, right? Especially when you're in a state of self discovery and you're trying to figure out who am I outside of all these roles and all these titles. If you strip everything away from me, who am I? Mm-hmm. That's why we're not celebrating it. Is because there's a conflict between me and the character I play.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Why are you looking like I'm not making any sense?
0: <laughs> no, you. No, you do. You make a lot of sense. I'm. I'm. I'm following what you're. What you're saying because. Because we're literally going through that. We, we we went through that. Like, yo, why do I feel like I don't bring the value to the marketplace like I do? Because I know I'm good. I'm, I'm talented. I'm skilled. Why is it that I haven't celebrated myself enough? And maybe that's part of it. Because you haven't celebrated yourself enough, and we haven't celebrated ourselves enough. And maybe somebody listening to this, maybe you haven't celebrated yourself enough of the small things that you've done or, or some of the big things that you've done to the point where you feel like your what you have is not a value, what you do is not a value. And then you also don't feel like you know what you're doing or or what sense of purpose that you have. So I 100% agree with you. Like man, that's cuz we were literally having a self-discovery moment and we no, was like, man, seriously, are you serious?
1: Like what why what is this? Why have we treated it like it was nothing when it's major yes because major. even when i'm having like conversations in business and, and i'm talking to potential clients or stuff like that um or even just people that i've been in business with and stuff like that they'll, you know they're like why do you think like 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 <laughs> you understand that you have not only like let's say six figures for instance right mm-hmm. it's like not only did you do it you help people do it and you feel like that's nothing you feel like, like I, and then that person will say something like, I'm still trying to make my first. Like, why do you think somebody wouldn't pay you for the value and the knowledge and the expertise that you have in just doing that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People feel like, oh, I, I made $20,000 in a month. And people will feel like, but I, I mean, I can't, you know. And now it's like, we're so, I think our generation is so humble or was so extreme at times
0: okay well, it was say yeah
1: no it's both it's like it's like either you know i got to show i got to show the money cuz niggas must have forgot who i am <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying yeah. or you're overly humble where it seems like you're not doing nothing or you feel overly humble and it's like why sometimes we're not even comfortable this is the identity piece we're not even comfortable utilizing our name like i don't want people to know um i was having this conversation the other night too Obviously, we've had a lot of conversations. Let's talk about it. We need to continue the <laughs> podcast because now we're talking regular. Right. But um, I was having this conversation the other day and somebody was like, I felt like I couldn't put my name on a business I want to build because people would think it was me being arrogant. Really? What is that?
0: Yeah, it's it's like
1: My name like don't carry can- weight. Like I can't I can't put my name on my business. Yeah, it's yours. Because it could be appeared, it could seem arrogant, and it was just like, "What is that? Is that because I don't have a sense of self? That you know what I mean? Am I?" I
0: think it's, it's, it, it could be self worth, or it could be um. Mm. I think it's self worth. That's a big anything. piece of
1: the identity thing, too, is self worth, self lack of confidence. Like,
0: do have you ever felt like you may be running out of time to kind of figure your? Your, not your life out, but you out. Like, because we are getting older, you know, our generation, we're getting older. Sometimes it may feel like, okay, this benchmark hasn't been done. This benchmark hasn't been done. Am I running out of time to hit some of these benchmarks where it makes sense for my life? You know, because what we've been taught, home ownership, all these, you know, having kids at a certain age, a lot of people... And from from what I've read um, and research and stuff like that, like a lot of people in our in our generation feel like they ain't even adults. Mm-hmm. Like they feel like I'm not even a full adult yet because of these these benchmarks that were taught to us that mm-hmm. really don't apply uh, within for the lifestyle or the you know the kind of lifestyle that we're we're going to be leading into mm-hmm. because the world is forever changing. So the same life that that our parents live. Or the same experiences that our parents had, we're not even going to have the same experience or the same um, opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And some people are sitting sitting at home like, man, I don't even feel like a full adult. I don't even feel like I'm doing anything that I'm supposed to be doing at the age of 33 or the age of 35 or the age of 30.
1: What is it that you're supposed to be doing?
0: That's the thing. What is it exactly that you're supposed to be doing? And. I don't think there there's a right or wrong. I don't think there's a specific time frame that you should sh- you should be doing something. As long as you're 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 working towards getting some of the goals accomplished, I think a lot of us know what we want. We just don't know who we are Ooh. or who we need to be to do it. You know, I I know exactly what I want my life to look like. Who am I supposed to be to be that to to get that? You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's that's really what it is. It's like. There's no problem writing down a goal, right down um, something I want to accomplish. Then mm-hmm. who do I got to become to accomplish that? How do I become that person?
1: Yeah, I, and I think that's where, that's where <laughs> things kind of get effed up. It's like where you're like, yo, who am I? Or you get caught up into starting something and you're doing something. Like I feel like even in like business for me, I got started in my career in network marketing um, at 24. Mm-hmm. So now turning 30, like you, like I've been doing just the same thing, the same thing. I've been in the engrossed in this thing to now where you feel like you step out of it. You feel like an outsider. You feel like an a, yeah. you could you could feel like an outcast. And I think that's where, that's where the identity shift started to happen for me. Is like okay, well, well, let's say this never even comes across my desk. Let's say I never meet these these individuals. Let's say I never join this company.
0: Yeah.
1: What would I do? And then the problem became I'm only basing my identity off of a new do. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm basing my identity off of what else would I have been doing, not who would I be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Well, what if I was doing hair? Well, now is my identity. My identity would have been, oh, I'm, I'm the hair hair, Brittany, you know what I'm saying? Like when we talk now, I'm like, yo, I'm not about to be like, the, I'm not about to be the, four, like, I'm not Forex Brittany. I'm not the crypto chick. Like, yo, yeah. it's just Brittany and realizing, and I, it's crazy because, um, I feel like I've been posting this for years of that. I was just in a state of becoming, and it's also accepting that you will shift your identity over time. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, a bad you know what thing. I mean? But it's also being, rec- I mean, recognizing that thing, like things are going to change. And so how do I adjust with that? Am I going from, like you said, um, career to career or thing to thing just to find a sense of purpose versus finding the purpose in order to find the right thing? Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I think that's the thing. Well, for me, it was really like, I'm looking for, if I didn't do this, what would I be doing not and that made me question who I was because I didn't know what I would do. And I think with our parents' generation, um, us being millennials, you think about going home for Thanksgiving and everybody's question is, What are you about to do? What are you studying in college when you're about to graduate? It's okay, what's your plan? for women, y'all, men always talk about how the first question that they get that women get asked when they bring somebody home is what do they do? So now all of our identity starts to be wrapped up in an occupation or a way to make money.
0: I was gonna say that because I was gonna ask you, do you think our parents, do you think they struggle with, you know, a sense of identity? Because what I read is that they it's not that they struggle with that with identity every generation has their own type of struggle yeah the thing is they were able to go into careers where it gave them a sense of identity as opposed to the millennials in this generation that there's a lot of people that really don't even have a a career like they you know they're they're still one they're still trying to figure it out but they're also like in this phase of man do i want to do i want to do this or mm -hmm. do i want to do that and there's so much movement going on. Mm-hmm. That's why I say the nomadicity of it, like everyone's thing to thing and jumping from thing to thing because there's no real security out here. Right. And we sense it. We sense that that there's no security coming in the future. So we gotta be we gotta be hustling and bustling now. We gotta figure this out now. We gotta do a bunch of different things. And that's why we probably haven't found what our sense of uh, of uh, identity is because there hasn't been no security. Within what, we, what we're we trying to accomplish. No, that's financial real. But I,
1: I think with what you said about our parents, I think the thing was, like, my mom just told us this on vacation. My mom said, I never knew this about my mom. My whole life, I thought she wanted to do child care. Okay. My whole life. Because that's what she's been doing my whole yeah, life. That's what
0: she's in now. My,
1: I always say my mom is the only person I know that does what she went to school for. Literally the only person I feel like I know that does what she went to school for Not knowing, I literally just learned this when we went on vacation in May She said that at the beginning of her high school career She was studying to be an architect Wow, architect? The heck? Literally, but it all makes sense of why she's Handy Pammy
0: Man, you that's right. She love a home
1: improve, loves improvement a home project. Imp- a home improvement project she loves, you know what I'm saying? Like, but she'll go do it. Like, you know what I mean? She did a renovation in my grandfather's bathroom. Like, you know I mean? my mom does this stuff because my grandfather worked in construction. Yeah, um, makes sense. But she wanted she was going to school studying to be an architect and literally she said her sophomore year at the end of her sophomore sophomore year, she shifted into childcare because that was the only way a poor black kid who lived in the projects, who was smart as she was, would be able to get a full ride to college. It wasn't going to be an architecture.
0: So she chose?
1: She chose security. Security. Something that had some sense of job security. Yeah. And then what she was passionate about, the difference between us, is that we're willing to
0: forego secu- <laughs> security. we're going to go find this. To
1: go find... Passion and, 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 you know, purpose and even what we're talking about now, you know, when I when I was about to move to Atlanta, my mama was like, why are you about to leave your good government job? You are yeah. so young. I'm 20, 20, what, yeah. 22 years old, 23 years old. Yeah. I'm 22, 23, and you she's probably like- probably would have been multiple six figures You're talking about, like, now. you? I would have been at least 100 grand by the time. I mean, they were putting me up for a $75,000 raise at 22. Yeah, so, so I'm sure by the time I turn 25, I'm well over six figures. And to them, it's like, why would you give up that security telling me, telling me? Because I told them, I don't know what the hell I'm about to go out there and do. I'm just going to, you yeah, know-
0: I'm about to wing it. I'm about wing to wing it it.
1: Literally. I don't have my no <laughs> job. I had an internship that was free. And now I got all these bills to pay. Question: You think that's do you think that's
0: toxic of us though? Like, if our generation, like, because we're willing to take these these kind of chance, can just, it be toxic? Or can it, or, I just feel or like that's, just, that's that's that. That's I just, just think are, that's who man. we are.
1: Yeah. I think we're different because that's why you have you know these kids that are nine, ten, seven who are building YouTube platforms, making millions of dollars for exactly. their family. So creative. But all they now they're creative. You know what I mean? Like. Our son has this little, this toy. Shout out to Love Every. Um, We're waiting on our sponsorship. Anyway. uh, (laughs) But our son has his toys, like a a little box. And, you know, just being able to watch how he is creative with what it is that he's doing to put these little coins inside of what we're calling his bank. Mm -hmm. To watch how he's just formulating things to watch the things that he does you know i saw him today he put he had this little piano and i literally he was watching sing too and he had this piano in his hand i literally watched him sing with the piano while the song was singing and i'm like yo like, how are you putting this together? So you think about it. Let's say he's 5'10", and now because their parents are influencers, their parents understand how to build social media platforms, all we're doing is instilling in them the same stuff to where now you got kids that's literally just playing video games, making hundreds of thousands of dollars, playing the game. Yeah, You're recording you playing the game. And people are responding. And people are watching. And so I think... That's just the path we were supposed to take because our kids are going to be able to be in a place where they're actually creating income for themselves. Long, be- think about it. Kids used to only make money um, if their parents were putting them into modeling.
0: Yeah, or you, know if you, or you were doing like hard labor stuff.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying. You're I'm talking about, about when we were growing kid. up. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about like I'm
0: sweeping. Head, I was.
1: That you was, said this the other day. You newspapers. said, said Kaden will never I was have out here. that experience." to yeah. go to get a go get a job at a barbershop where they pay $20. Yeah, and
0: and but, but part of me feels bad for that. Like I wish he probably did get that experience that I had of sweeping up here and and uh, throwing newspapers or shoveling snow for some money cuz that's when I taught that, that taught me uh I don't need to have a business partner with this. Uh <laughs> I need but, to choose my business partner Why? And that's
1: the thing, but I don't feel like I don't feel like I don't feel like they'll be robbed of those experiences because for me, my parents used to send us to Nashville for for the summer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we spent time at my grandmother's house and my grandmother didn't drive. We took the bus everywhere, every day. We had to be up by by seven o'clock and we were on the bus by eight, just, Around town, it taught me how to, one, ride the bus. <laughs> it <laughs> taught me to, you know, be excited about historic, um, learning about the history of a place and all the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so for Caden, he, he's going to live in Atlanta. He's going to go to D.C. in the winter. Atlanta, I know. He's going to go to D.C. in the winter, Baltimore in the winter, and he is going to go shovel snow <laughs> with his grandparents. He's going to go up there in the summer, and he's going to cut grass because we're not going to have no grass cutter. I mean, like, I'm not going to send him outside to cut grass. We're probably going to have somebody that does that. You know what I mean? But I say that to say, I think that our kids are following in the footsteps of their parents. If somebody is social, if if, if this person is an influencer, do you really think their kid not going to be on YouTube? Their kid Think about Gracie's Corner. What's that? That's the little girl that now is taking all these nursery rhymes and is to a trap beat or to some soca, or some afro beats. Innovative.
0: Very, very innovative. No, you're right.
1: Why? Because now all the black families want their kids not to watch head, shoulders, knees and toes, neatness. head, shoulders, <laughs> knees and toes to, to the trap yeah. beat. But that was just somebody meeting the need. I want to know who her parents are. You know why? I want to know what they do. What, how did you come up with this idea to now you got millions of subscribers on YouTube and everybody, kids is watching you? So I think our kids are – I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's toxic. I think it's just the, the state of the the world. Like our kids can't be out here throwing newspapers and sweeping up barbershops in a digital world. doesn't but, even make sense. Your barber don't even have a barbershop. He cut out no, his house. No, he
0: don't. Not anymore. Um, but that's why I asked you, like, do you think our parents – didn't, didn't necessarily struggle with the sense of cre- having an identity be- is because they went with the security. They went with the security of a career or, or, or a path of what they were doing, and that kind of created their own identity in that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because you got to think of how long most of them have been in their careers. Like I said, my mom made that decision at 16. 30 years ago, yeah. 16. Wow. That's well over 30 years. Wow. I'm 30. Well over 30 years, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sixteen years old, she made that decision. That now, you created the security, you created an identity, in what you thought was going to make you secure. So I do, I do agree that that might be one of the issues for millennials in finding identity is because we're always moving to the next thing.
0: That's what it is. We're always moving to the next thing or looking to move to the next thing, and then until we we take a step back and not 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 just. You know look to move around but look to move in a sense of purpose will we will continue to struggle with the sense of identity mm-hmm. we have to take a step back take a chill pill be like look what should i be doing what what am i good at what am i not good at so i don't go that way but what am i good at what value do i bring to the world and one thing you um you share with, with with me before which was a gym, of you should, you just ask your friends Hey, what do you call me for?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I had that conversation, when I when I called people and like, hey, what do you call me for? When you think of me, what do you what do you think about? And when they told me, it it started to have have me feel thoughts of, "Oh, you're right. I am good at this. I should be doing this. You are right. I am naturally skilled at doing this. Maybe this is what I should be doing." Mm-hmm. And I think that was a gem because man, now you can start figuring out what how do I figure this thing out? Mhm. Because I was going to ask you, I'm like, how, how do we, how do we get to a place where we figure this stuff out to the point where, okay, yeah, you you always be changing, yeah, your your identity will probably always shift, but you know who you are at the end of the day.
1: I think a part of that is really being patient too. Yeah. Because as millennials, like you say, I don't want. <laughs> it is so funny that, you know, Pastor Mike, shout out to Pastor Mike's Transformation Church, the year, the the phrase of the year was here is holy Mm -hmm. and that sometimes we are so caught up. And I feel like when we accepted it and we started talking about it, speaking it, which is crazy. We know all of this. We we start talking about it so much that it felt like our life was literally putting us in a position to say, okay, just stay here, just stay in this place because we hate the uncomfortable. We hate things that don't feel, we feel out of control. Um, Me, especially I dislike, I loathe, not being in control, and so when we accepted this whole thing and concept of here is holy, it's like things were making us have to do that, have to be patient, have to say, okay, there's something I need to get from this space. There's something I need to get from the energy of just life. There's something I need to get from everything, even if it was finding purpose. Where it's like, I'm, 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 I'm I hate that I'm, I'm questioning my identity. But what do I need to? I need to find it. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's having the willingness to be patient to go through that process of unpacking and even what we're doing now like are you willing to go through all these episodes and the ones that are going to come when we're at episode 200 if you know it's going to help me to start to really understand me enough to now unpack the stuff. Yeah. And really get somewhere, you know? So I think it's definitely being patient with yourself through the process.
0: That's our life lessons.
1: I would definitely say that's my yeah, life lesson yeah. today. That's be patient with yourself through the process.
0: Mine's is just ask somebody. What do you call me for? What do you when you think of me? What do you think about? And uh, allow that to be your teacher and your guide on what you should be doing and, and your purpose on life. Uh, people that you only hold high regards to and, and you respect their opinion though.
1: Yeah, not it. don't put it on your Insta story and let people do a poll or something
0: yeah no no not, not nothing like that but uh phenomenal conversation
1: absolutely well season two is officially commenced
0: yeah season two uh dope conversation uh i'm your host co-host malcolm garrison
1: and i'm your co-host britney garrison
0: uh you can find me on ig under malcolm underscore two underscores garrison
1: and you can find me at Brittany Denell, And you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About It pod.
0: Don't forget to like, share, subscribe uh, to the page.
1: And if you're listening uh, on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to write us a review and rate the show. Um, we're, we're really excited about um, what we're about to unpack in season two. So thank y'all for rocking with us. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Let's talk mm. about it. Let's talk about it.